Due to technical difficulties, not all of M.E.'s talk was recorded. We messed up. However, if you do want to hear a full talk from M.E., go to the classic virtual speakers page on oalaig.org, and you can listen to an entire talk from M.E. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, M.E. Good evening. I'm Emmy, compulsive old reader. Hi, Emmy. Um, I came into Old Readers Anonymous 32 years ago. And I was 220 some odd pounds, and I didn't drive, and and um, I didn't have a wallet because I didn't have any money, and I didn't need a wallet because I wasn't driving. I just got my license when I came in, but I mean, I just learned how to drive. And thank you for asking me here. Uh, I had attempted suicide many times as an adolescent because I really was so miserable being fat. Um, my largest dress size was a size 22 and a half, and they put a panel down the back of it because I was in a wedding. It's in, that, in, in my pictures. I dyed my hair red because the other girls had red hair, and so... I thought if I dyed my hair red, I would be a size two like them, because that—that's what I—that's how I think. Um, if I had the best pair of scissors, then I would be a good seamstress. Even though I hate to sew, I took classes. But if I had those scissors, then I would be considered a good seamstress. And I—I I just didn't want to live anymore. I, I was miserable. I was a, I had three children. I had a, a husband, and I had a dog, and I had a house, and I couldn't stop eating. I never ate after I went to bed because I just thought that was tacky. But I ate all day long. I would make in a cake, and because I I didn't drive, I made everything from scratch. I made everything from scratch. I would make an entire sheet cake, and I would, it would take me all day to eat it because I never sat down and ate a, a big piece of cake because that would be tacky. But I would sliver it to death, and I would eat it constantly. Um, I snuck food. I stole money for food. Um, my earliest remembrance of eating is when I was three-ish. I'm told that, I remember doing it, I, I got a beating for it. Uh, I crawled into a dumpster and ate uh, cantaloupe, cantaloupe rind. And there were some unmentionables in the cantaloupe that I removed. I remember doing that. I don't know why, because I'm a compulsive readers, I guess. I was told that I danced on a bar for peanuts and beer when I was a year old because I walked really early. Everything I did very early. Um, I developed at eight and a half. I, everything was early. Everything about me was, I, there was just, I didn't stop. I didn't, I didn't care. I just, I, I just was like that. I was very animated from the, from the earliest time that I can remember. And I was always different. I was different and my brothers and my sisters, um, they were all blonde, blue-eyed, and I was brown hair and brown-eyed until the gray took over. Um, now we are kind of like all look alike. 
but I just didn't want to live anymore. And when I was a, when I was 12 and 13 years old, 14 years old, I'd attempted suicide by taking too many aspirins, uh, drinking mercury out of a thermometer, and drinking bleach diluted in water because I didn't want it to hurt. You know, as a child, just I just I wanted to go to sleep and I didn't want to wake up because I. I didn't know what to do with this with this body. I didn't know what to do with my emotions. I didn't know what to feel. I, I know that I thought about sex and I didn't know what it was. I mean, my body, it just, it was a mess. Um, in the pictures you can see, my, my, my breasts were, were, were big for a child. It, just, it shouldn't have been that way, but it was. And food was always important to me. I used to steal money and when I went to high school, I graduated, I went to high school at Venice High School. And I lived on popcorn and chocolate. I would go in the bathroom at break and eat popcorn and chocolate. It cost 10 cents. And I could, my dad had this huge Galliano bottle on his dresser. And I could get up in the morning and I could sliver that dime out, a couple of dimes. I eventually paid him back. But um, that's how I lived. I sucked my thumb until I was 21 years old. So everything that I did, I've never done drugs because I know they're, because I'm just like that. Um, it just wouldn't work for me. And so um, with my third child, I met a man um, and I married him. He proposed the third day after I met him. I accepted because who was going to want me? I was 18. I was fat. Totally washed up. I really believed that way. Uh, I thought I was a, a D student, and it wasn't until I saw my transcripts from high school when I started going to college that I was an A and B student. I don't know how that happened. I don't know who changed the records. <laughs> because when I got it, it had my picture on there, had my name on there, and I said, those are not my grades. How did that happen? I still wonder how that happened. Because I was raised... And my dad was an alcoholic, and my grandfather was an alcoholic, and my brother's an alcoholic sober, my sister's an alcoholic sober, one of my children is an alcoholic, and I married three of them. My other three sisters, one who is an alcoholic, is also a compulsive overeater, not practicing, and my other sister is in Overeaters Anonymous. And my mother should have been the president of Al-Anon. And... You know, we do what's familiar. So after my third, I lost my third child, and um, I had some complications, and I almost died. And they gave me last rites, and I was really excited because I really still wanted to die. And um, I had lost uh, quite a bit of my intestines because of the pregnancy and all kinds of crap. And they said, okay, when you go home, you can't eat anything cold, you can't eat anything with seeds, you can't eat anything with hot, you have to do mush, you know, until this all heals. I mean, I was cut from stem to stern. And, okay, my husband dropped me up because I didn't drive. And um, the neighbor came over to see what I wanted, and I ordered a half gallon of strawberry ice cream with seeds. You could buy it at Thrifty, I think, at Lucerne Ice Cream. And I ate it all. I am surprised that I'm alive. You know? That's what I did. Because I didn't know any better. 
I didn't know I had a disease. I likened myself to my father thinking that, God, he drinks like I eat. But I didn't realize. I didn't, I didn't put the connection. Uh, for those of you that are over 50, um, Metrocal came out, and I drank a six-pack for a meal. I mean, there's a little, little can like V8 juice, you know? The whole six-pack. And I just didn't want to live. And I was um, thinking about committing suicide on this wonderful day because they told me I couldn't have any more children, but because of my religion, I wasn't allowed um, to practice birth control, so I got pregnant again. And all that stuff happened again. And they said, you can't have any more children. So I still didn't want to live. So my next-door neighbor asked me to pick up her paper, and I said I would. And in the meantime, between picking up the paper and reading Dear Abby, I was writing the letter to say goodbye to my family. Because I know that they would be much better off without me. I knew that without a shadow of a doubt. I knew that having a, a fat mother who didn't drive, wasn't happy, ate all the time, just I knew they would be better off. Well, I read a thing in the paper about Dear Abby, and she talked about this place called Old Readers and Authors. And that was Sunday, uh, March 3rd. And I called, and they told me where the meeting was, and that was the first time I drove in the dark. I had just gotten my license, because I couldn't walk two miles to take my daughter to school, because she's only six, so I had, I had to learn how to drive. So my husband put me in the car in a Volkswagen bug, put the three kids in the back, no seat belts, and he says, this is how you're going to learn to drive. And I learned how to drive down, down Receda Boulevard, getting on the 101 with his hand, my hand over the gear. That's how I learned how to drive. And I learned how to drive just in time for her to go to school. And I went to that meeting, and meeting much like this and there was this lady up there and she was thin and there's these all these people and they were laughing and talking and I'm in the back and I have a coat on and one of these they're just they were just too happy. <laughs> so the speaker, her name was Dottie Shore, uh, I went up to her after the meeting and I said, you know, I'm just a fat housewife. These people are nuts. She says, oh, honey, you've come to the wrong meeting. This is EHA. You need to come back here tomorrow night. That's Overeaters Anonymous. And I remember leaving going, <laughs> bunch of crazy people. You know, feeling superior that I wasn't as bad off as these blokes that were in this office, in this meeting. So when I came back the next night, the meeting was the same place, same people, little more. <laughs> same people. And this one redhead, she had these big gold hoop earrings. And she was in the front row, and I'm still in the back row. And uh, I noticed her that she was in the meeting the night before. She's really pretty, but you can't like somebody like that because they had big hoop earrings because only hookers wear big hoop earrings. <laughs> And 
I couldn't wear patent leather shoes. I couldn't have patent leather shoes because the boys would see up your skirt and then they'd see your panties. And you don't want a little boy, they'll see your panties because then they'll see your poochie. You know, so I, I live with all of these rules and regulations. doesn't work. And so my first pair, of, um, I got when I was 30 years old on my, on my uh, second birthday, in a way, I, I got... Uh, pair of patent leather shoes. I have nine pairs now. <laughs> so there was this little, this lady. Now when I came in, I was 28, and this lady up that was speaking, she was 40, and she was really old. And her, her name was Natalie. And she stood in the front of the room, and she said, you know, I'm here for all of those people that have stepped on a raisin, backed up, picked it up, dusted it off, and ate it. And I've never left. Because for me, there is nothing else in this world except my abstinence in this program. Nothing. And there's not anyone sitting in this chair that hasn't had a tragedy that we can put up against. You know, we've all had sad things, all of us. And if I, could, if I could take it away by eating, I would do it in a heartbeat. Sign me up at the door. But when I came into Overeaters Anonymous and they gave me this piece of paper with a food plan and they said, you call somebody. Now, I want to die. I don't want to live. And I come to this room and I see these people happy. And the speaker, Natalie, was a hoot. And I heard them talk about God, and they say, fuck in the next word. I, it just astounded me. And being of my religious persuasion, and I'm recovering from that religion at this time, you, you, you weren't allowed to swear. So I was, you know, in my brain, I'm clapping my hands. Because what I was and what I wanted to be are two different people. I really wanted to be a different person. So this, they say, you know, who's the sponsors? And the sponsors stand up. And I'm still in the back corner of the room with my coat on, you know. My hands on my pocket, button up to my neck. And this lady who was in that corner of the room stood up, and all I saw was her green sweater. She's very tall. And she was thin. And I always wanted to be tall. I figured if I was tall, I'd be thinner. So if I was just taller, that would take care of the problem. And she had on this green sweater. And so I went up to her and asked her to be my sponsor. Because they said, you got to get sponsored before you leave. You know, but I wanted what these people had. Because they talked about how I ate. And I went to Weight Watchers for a very long time. And I think they wanted to make me the president of the world because I lost my weight and I did so great and everything was happy. And, and then something happened, you know. And I was making jello one day. And, you know, that diet jello that you made with gelatin and Diet Coke all that uh, many hundred years ago before they had this stuff that we eat today. And I kind of like grated up an apple in it. Because if you kind of like grate up an apple, it doesn't count because you eat it all day. Right? You know, if you, if you eat a whole apple, it counts. But if you grate it up and it's spread out through a whole vat of jello, it doesn't count. And then I would add some carrots because the apple and the carrot grated up doesn't count. And I was on my way again. You know, I was on my way. 
I joined Eileen Feather, again, for anybody that's over 50 years old, they remember that one. And not only did I get to join the gym and have that belt shake my padootie, I got a credit card. How about that? Of course, I didn't know how to drive, so I couldn't spend it, but I got one, you know? So this lady in the green sweater stood up, and I went up to her, and I says, would you be my sponsor? She says, yes. You buy the big book, you buy the 12 and 12, and you get an Al-Anon one day at a time, and here's your food plan, and you call me tomorrow at 3.30 and tell me what you're going to eat. I, I, didn't know she needed to, I didn't know that I needed to like her. I didn't know that we needed to have a bond. I didn't, I didn't know any of this crap that I hear today, all this bullshit that keeps us from working the program. You know, well, I, yeah, I can't, I can't talk to that person because, you know, they're, all this stuff. All the, all the, I'm very opinionated, and please, this is my opinion. If anyone is offended, I'm, I'm sorry. You can write about it. Um, so, you know, I, I was told that I had to make three discipline calls a day. None of this outreach bullshit. She says, you make three calls a day to three people. Because that's what you need to do. Okay. So we didn't have answering machines. <laughs> we didn't. I've been abstaining 32 years. We didn't have answering machines. You didn't have cell phones. You didn't have pagers. I mean, you, you, it, it's funny. So I did a lot of dialing. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably why I've had rotator cuff surgery. You know? <laughs> but... I called her the next day, and I, I looked at this food plan, and I said, I can do this. I can do that, because I thought it was a lot of food. Because I'm, I'm, I'm carnivorous, so if I get to eat protein, I'm happy. Um, and vegetables, and a pound of chips, and a pound of chocolate. <laughs> I mean, I was on the Atkin diet there. Uh, again, I didn't drive, and I could eat two chickens for lunch and a pound of bacon, and that was okay, right? <laughs> and I don't know a little bit. Now, I know there are certain things that I, I can eat that other people can't eat that maybe is not on the healthiest food plan, but it doesn't excite me. You know, it doesn't make me just warm and gushy all over. Chocolate, I can't touch chocolate. I haven't touched chocolate in 32 years. I don't touch popcorn because they don't make enough. You could fill this room and it wouldn't be enough popcorn. <laughs> With or without butter. doesn't matter. I can't touch potato chips. The last time I ate a potato chip was Ruffles potato chips. I ate so many that the top of my roof of my mouth bled. And I, and I had a lot of chocolate and a diet RC. <laughs> And I remember those days. I gave up chocolate for a year for world peace. You can see it worked. And I, but I believe that. And there were certain prayers that I said. And if I said them on Wednesday at 9 o'clock, and I swear to God it is the truth, that's what I was taught. And there was this little, this little piece of paper that you followed it, and you said this prayer. You said it every, every Wednesday for nine months, and you would get your wish. God didn't like me because it never happened. It just, I never got my wish. I said all those prayers. I always said those prayers, and I didn't get my wish. But when I came in here and I started to work the program and I bought the Alan, I, I bought those books because I didn't know any better not to. I mean, nobody said, oh, you don't have to do it. And nobody, nobody said, you, you know, I just did it because I wanted what they had. I wanted what Natalie had. 
I wanted what Iris had. I wanted what Beverly had. I remember those people. And there was a man and woman couple, and they were in the military. And I, and I remember how they talked. And I wanted that glow. I wanted that excitement that they had for life. And it took me a long time to lose my weight. I lost 83 pounds, and it took me a long time. It took me 16, 17, 18 months. But I ate everything fried. Because they didn't, you know, then, all those years ago, there was nothing wrong with fried food, you know. Um, and I fried my chicken. And I, I had two pieces of chicken for breakfast, two pieces of chicken for lunch, and two pieces of chicken at night. Of course, the thigh and the leg were attached. But it was still one piece because it was attached. <laughs> so, I mean, that's how I think, you know. It's been really hard for me to plan for retirement because I have to be precise. I really have to know my ABCs and I have to think. And I've never had to do those things. And, I, and then I found um, that my sponsor said that I needed another sponsor. I needed a step sponsor. And so I was still going to the same meeting. It was a Tuesday night meeting in, in Reseda. And, and I met this lady. She was there every week, you know, and she looked familiar to me. I thought she was in the carpool, because now I draw eyes in a carpool. And um, I'd load all the kids up in that same Volkswagen. We probably had about ten kids in the car, no seat belts. I don't know how we lived. I don't know how any child today is raised. I didn't have a, I didn't have paper diapers, and I didn't have a, a thing, a thing that you can hear them in the other room. A heart. I didn't have any of those things. It amazes me. Amazing. And I spanked my children. And um, I told them no, and all kinds of things. So, <laughs> so I met this lady, and I asked her if she would be my step sponsor. And she says, "Yes, do you have these things?" And I says, "I have these things." And she says, "You may, you you may call me on Tuesday and Thursday night at eight o'clock." I said, "Okay." I I didn't know. My kids were in bed at seven thirty anyway, because. I believe children go to bed, it, and like you know, it's nighttime. Yeah. And um, so I started calling her, and and we just got along great. Four, three or four months into the relationship, I'm coming up on a year birthday, and I found out she was a Jew. And I never talked to one, and I never hugged one, and I didn't know what one was, except we weren't allowed to 